<laughs> Hello, everybody. Yes, welcome. It is Thursday. It is nine. So, of course, it's UK Cowboys time. But this week, we've got Double Scottish and the great and powerful Mr. Jeff Cameron. How are we, sir? Oh, I'm lovely. It is an honor to be here. Hello, everyone, except Paul. I don't like Paul very much. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> I've oh, seen man. Paul. I've seen Paul in his natural element. I fear Paul. I'm afraid of Paul. <laughs> Just as long as he's not trying to give you the karate chop or something, you'll be all right. And the more beer he has, the more likely the karate chop is to show up. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Mondo. Yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. I can actually. Um defend that I, I it's just it's just true i i can't i can't help myself so <laughs> how you doing jeff you doing good my man i'm doing great i'm doing great i love you buddy love you too man <laughs> and uh how are things over in the states at the moment anyway while well, you're here but that is a, that's a that's a very vague question it is um vague. because how things are in the states it, like i don't know i mean at my house it's cool i'm happy um but i can't speak for like Delaware or uh -huh. Oregon or West Virginia or any other state, things are good in my in my neighborhood. That's the main thing, as long as that's all right. Um, so we're going to hit you with the uh, all-important question to begin with, is do you think the Cowboys are coming to London, and are you coming? Ooh, I should. I've never been to Europe, and I want mm -hmm. to go because... Oh, I like old stuff. Like there's a lot of old stuff here. America is young. I want to go see things that were built in the 12, 13, 1400s. I want to go there. And if the Cowboys are there, I might as well. Uh, I can send you a photo of some of that. I got that, that some of that stuff just out my window. Okay. Falling yeah. Apart. Send me a picture Falling of the old apart. stuff mm -hmm. and I'm going to blow it up. I'm going to blow it up and I'm going to fit it in my window so that it looks mm -hmm. like it's outside my house. Yeah, you'd be like, Hey, I got a fort. Just falling down. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and it took all of five minutes for us to derail the show. Um, so, um, yes, we've got you on um, talking all things draft. We thought, and we're all in agreement here, we'll get this so you can get it off your chest straight away. Sky Moore, go. <laughs> yeah, hey, wait, wait, hold on. What is this? <laughs> it's, it's your, oh, it's, Sky Moore. Sky, yeah. Yes, um, Sky Moore is the greatest. He's the greatest prospect that's ever lived. And um, when he goes to either Green Bay or Kansas City at the end of the first round, mm -hmm. where he's going to have one of the two best quarterbacks in football, mm -hmm. uh, Sky Moore is going to go bonkers. And yeah. it's going to be fun to watch. He just won't be ours. <laughs> yeah. Um, very big hands. I will say that. Yeah. Big hands. Hell of a route runner. Good after the catch. He's uh, shades of... Cooper Cup or Golden Tate or take your pick. He's he's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, we'll get into that in a moment. I do think wide receivers definitely on the cards. But um, we'll start the show first of all with some news. Uh, well, news updates. Uh, yeah, oh, we do it because there's not a lot of Cowboys news, but there's news. So we'll hit this and we'll hit the news. Thank so, you, I mean, I think Lawrence having some connection issues tonight. Yeah, either that or he's just he's pulling he's pulling some angry faces and holding them for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll just say that then. <laughs> anyway. um, yeah, yeah. I mean the big news, which is what came out today, is Bruce Arian stepping down. I mean, that's massive news. Todd Bowles, ex-Cowboys coach, 
in. What's your opinion? I'll ask you both this. I, I guess my immediate reaction is I just wonder if Tom Brady hated Todd Bowles because it's like, hey, I'm I'm retired. No, mm. just kidding. I'm not retired. And then the head coach is like, but I am. I'm retired. <laughs> uh, I, 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 it is likely to go like that too. My immediate reaction is that they hate each other. You know, I have no inside knowledge of this, but that was my immediate reaction was like, oh, Tom Brady came out of retirement and Bruce Arians went into retirement. I bet they're not best friends. Honestly, the, the head office must be thinking that it feels like a, a bit of a Lego jigsaw piece right now. It's like one person goes out, put it back in again, then another piece falls down. It's like Jenga pretty much going right now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I texted one of my friends this morning. He's a he's a big um, Buccaneers fan. And I sort of said, has this been coming for a while? Mm-hmm. And he said, no, it's hit me out of the blue as well. But whether they've been in the in the background, just trying to see if they can appoint Todd Bowles straight away without having to to circumvent the the Rooney, the Rooney rule or rule, whatever. Yeah. So mm. that is a tricky one. Yeah, that's for sure. But it was completely crazy. I was just sitting in my van, just working away, and that popped through, and I was like, what the? There was, like, no inclination this was ever going to happen. I know he's going into a more of a um, front office role. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's more of a... Di- it's like a director or... I don't know what, I don't know what type of role it is, but it, it seems more like, in soccer roles, it's more of a general manager of the players type of thing. I don't know, like, having coaches and that. It's like, it's not actually coaching, but he's still kind of looking overseas of things type of thing. So, mm. weird, but... But he's getting still getting paid. Good luck to him. So yeah, I will miss not seeing him stood there with his massive keyboard strapped to his chest. Yes, it's always a little that. bit uncomfortable because you wonder if because that kind of looks like an explosive every time <laughs> well, he's wearing it's, it. It's funny that you mention that, Jeff. Every time I see Bruce, it looks as though his face is literally about to blow up because it's that red. It is very <laughs> <odd>. <laughs> he knows what he's about to do. Yeah. yeah. I just wonder, like, what, what was he trying to do with that thing? I don't get it. Like, that's one hell of a mixer. I see some DJs that work that much. I don't know. It's like, uh, but I like his hats. It is weird. Like, let me see if this will reach. It, like, if I just strap this to my chest. Board here. He's, con- he's controlling the pirate. He's controlling the pyrotechnics for the pirate ship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. They score a touchdown, and Bruce is reaching down. <laughs> oh my god! I want red. I want green, and I want white. I want one that goes wee. <laughs> oh this show is definitely off the rails so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you expect when you get the, the great yeah. Jeff Cav on with us? It's going to oh, happen. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, and also, just in recent news that dropped just before the show, um, we can finally put a certain linebacker to bed who's now signed for five years. To the a Rams. Five year, a five year deal to the Rams. I know. Oh, it always seems to be the Rams that get all these players. Yeah, the Rams don't don't care about the salary cap. The Rams don't care about later. The Rams do not care about their early draft picks. Like they hit on Aaron Donald, they hit on Cooper Cup, and they were like, "All right." Uh, I mean, he has a T-shirt that says "F them picks." Yeah. <laughs> we're just we're going. We're yeah. going. Um, it is just crazy. Um, I can't see him playing five years though. No, and it won't be like we'll find out anytime. You see the early numbers that is from, and I think Bobby's his own agent. So that yeah. is from the agent 
who it's like, all right, we got five years and 50 million. And two years from now, he'll be released and they won't owe him anything. So it's really a two year, $20 million deal, I bet. But uh, shout out to him. He's, nice. he's fun. I was hoping early on, I was kind of hoping he would be a cowboy, but it's just one of those things where one, it's not what they do. And two, 32 years, old, 32 years old linebacker on the decline. Like you're yeah. hoping he can still be really good, but you know, odds are that he's going to be okay. And one team in the league decided to give him that much. Here we are weeks into free agency and it wasn't going to be Dallas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. A five-year deal, we'd five be a progress stopper for somebody. I mean, as we say, we've got guys like Kendrick Golston. We've got, um, I don't know, Jabril Cox as well. You know, people mm. like that. That you know, if he's taking a spot on your roster, you're you're another year down the line of not not playing them and seeing what you've got there, and then you get to year four and you've got no idea what these guys are like, and then they you're having to make decisions and resign them to to find out that the busts or you're starting again. Yeah. yeah. Um, but here's a question I've got more specifically for Jeff, because we've done it already. We graded the Cowboys free agency. Um, now yeah. I've given it, I've given it a B minus, right? Only because you have to do lower expectations because it's Cowboys free agency. <laughs> <laughs> what grade would you give the Cowboys for what they've done so far? Uh, I guess C. Because they're so far, they've just done what they do. What they yeah. do is they, um, and I know this seems to bother a lot of fans that it's like you lost Amari Cooper and you lost Lyle Collins and you haven't replaced them. They do think they have the replacement for Lyle Collins on the mm -hmm. team, Terrence That's Steele. True. They yeah. think so. Mm -hmm. And in the case of Amari Cooper and Lyle Collins, I think what you have to understand is they didn't want them. That's that's where the Cowboys were with those two players. They looked yeah. at the dollar amounts and what they thought of them, and they didn't want them. And it, you can be mad about that because you like the player, but the people who are in the building every day didn't want them. And so now is it a big task to try to figure out how am I going to replace the production of Amari Cooper and Lyle Collins? Well, for Collins, they don't think so. I do for Amari Cooper. We'll see. I would imagine it's going to be a draft pick, not James Washington, mm. um, but they're just, they're doing what they do. And I think they're working their way to the draft. And I wouldn't be surprised if they added a guard somewhere because right now you don't have one. I don't think mm -hmm. um, so. There's still work to do, but this is the standard work that they do. Yeah. yeah uh, go on, Paul. Oh, yeah, I, I was going to say, I've actually technically got two grades here. One for the actual free agency acquisitions and one for the actual salary cap. <laughs> so you, could, you could probably give it an A- for getting us under the salary cap. Yeah, for, bravo. But acquisition-wise, I'd say I'm on level with Jeff. I would say a C. It's like, yeah. it's signing is it's filling a void, pretty much. It's not going to... Like, yeah, they'll probably come in and do a great job, no doubt. Like, the uh, Fowler, great example. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just one of those ones that's like, they can just probably just fit in and play in and just like fill the void, but they're not going to be the big, massive 
free agents marquee signs that we're all gasping for, like Bobby Wagner. But obviously that that's now that trace now sailed past. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I'm with Jeff on that one. I'm grading it a C. Yeah, and it's funny, Jeff, because we had Kyle Yeomans on uh, last week, and he said the same thing. Don't think we're done in free agency, and if anything, it'll be a guard. So you you you're both singing off the sing sing hymn sheet there. Um, isn't the is, mate? Isn't the guard from who used to play for Cleveland still available? Um, let me get my. I do have a list of free agents. Oh, what's his name again? I'm, I'm Why are you sad. making me Google? I know J.C. Treader, the former that's center. That's the one. That DC has Treader, yeah. yeah. Is, is he still yeah. available? He's a center, but I think that Treader is still available. I don't think mm-hmm. he signed anywhere. I think he I think he is still available, yeah. And really, when you think about it, you, you know, you're saying he's a center. Moving a center to a guard is probably the easiest transition in terms of O-line you could go to. Oh, well, well, me and Lord can definitely speak for that, for sure. Yeah. Just the hardest yeah. transitions from being an outside to an inside person. That's always mm. the hardest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you think guard and centre, really, they're doing the same thing, just they're not snapping the ball. Pretty much so. Yep. But you could go down that road. Where's centers though? They do dictate in terms of where the run scheme could be as well, like in terms of blocking assignment, like a lot of communication. Least, yeah, yeah. Like you always see Travis Frederick always kind of like pointing out who who to block, like like centers like, had to be the smart one. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they have <laughs> yeah. to know. They have to know the playbook without looking at their wrist. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm, I mean, we will do the free agency talk. I think we'll probably go for that one next week because that's going to be quite interesting. See what's left out there because uh i do think the same thing they're not done yet um but yeah i mean in terms of cowboys news for this week it's been fairly quiet as it has been for the last few weeks like we've been barely able to keep up but um the only thing i will say is uh before we move on to talking about some players we wanted to speak to jeff about is i'm with you as well paul that they seem to have filled the roster with those middle type guys, but yep. even when you look at defensive end, wide receiver, the guys they brought in, they haven't they protect themselves. But I still think that doesn't mean they haven't got any guy where they're like, oh, we don't need to draft that position. Then I don't know I if st- you guys are agreeing. I still think we still need to draft the position. Um, yeah. I mean, like wide receivers still on the cards. Absolutely. Linebacker, they got like LV back. Linebacker still on the cards. Pass rush is still on the bar. Uh, you know, it doesn't stop. Because we still don't know if, well, well, with the injury Jabril Cox got, like, we don't know what form he's going to be in, like, come uh, preseason training. So we don't know yet. So um, everything's all up in the air right now. Yeah. Uh, there was some yeah. news. I don't know if you've seen this, Jeff, actually, before we move on. There was some news about Jabril Cox that he's looking like um, ahead of schedule and looking to play for week one. Yeah, and they made it, uh, that was what, Stephen Jones two days ago, I think, and made it sound like that they think Jabril Cox can just do what Keanu Neal did last year, which that means what they're telling you is that they believe that Jabril Cox can be a starting linebacker for you, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Which changes the way I think you can view the draft. I don't think it should, though, because Mm -hmm. if the right player is there... Kobe Dean is a monster, but yeah, uh, I also loved Jabril Cox as a prospect, and I think he fits really well next to Micah Parsons. And I think you can also consider that Jaron Curse kind of plays linebacker, and you have Vander Esch. So I think they still need at least one more human. 
to be on the mm -hmm. linebacker depth chart. Yep. Agreed. Yes. But it's also very possible that whatever the last guy is that fills out the roster, that it's that you're not looking for somebody who's actually going to play a role if nobody gets hurt. Mm -hmm. There's a chance that your starting linebackers are Micah Parsons and Jabril Cox, and then J. Ron Curse as he bounces around safety linebacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Van Der Esch is your next guy, mm -hmm. and that that's kind of your guys. But when you look at the depth chart, it is it's what it's one, two, three, and who do they bring back? Gifford. Yeah, so they go Gifford. Like, yeah. So you, like you are short one. You're short yeah. one on your roster, but I don't know that they need one where you're like looking for a starter if they feel that way about Jabril Cox. Mm -hmm. So that ties in nice and neatly then with what we was going to talk about in the draft, which is really that, um, and it's no surprise to me, really, that they tipped their hand and they said, you could call it tipping their hand, it was pretty obvious, really, even for without tipping their hand, the Cowboys are looking to go offensive line in the first round. Obviously, that doesn't. it's not the be-all and end-all, because there are going to be guys on their board that are higher that if they're there, they're going to take them. But if we assume that they take offensive line in the first round, day two options, really, is what we're looking at. First thing I would say is, would you be willing, Jeff, to double dip on offensive line? So go offensive line twice. Uh, I don't think I would want to do it twice, like first and second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But first or second and then third or fourth. Yeah. Okay. And I tell you what, I could go first and second if the first is Tyler Linderbaum. There you go. Because I saw something today where I think it was Stephen Jones again talking about Tyler Biotish, mm -hmm. and he didn't say they were down on him, but he did say at the end, like, we'll see what that competition looks like. And if you have a guy you really believe in, you're not talking about competition. Mm -hmm. So if you told me that the best player available in the first round happens to play center, I'll take him. And then I can double dip because I still don't have a left guard. Exactly. Because like uh, the, the, the reason I'm bringing that is for that reason. Let's say they do take Tyler Linderbaum to begin with, right? Because um, he's definitely first-round material. Let's say it wheels back round and the, you're looking at your board and you're thinking, hmm, hold on a minute now. And you've got a guy like, uh, if I go to my board and have a look, let's say there's a guy like Ed Ingram or Dylan Parham still there. You're going to be thinking, he's not going to be there in the third. We could literally fill the two issues we've got on our offensive line in the first two picks. Now we're free. I think I would like it, too. Mm. I think I would like that. Like my second round guards, Ed Ingram at LSU, Darian Kennard at Kentucky. Yeah. Although I don't yeah. know if he would necessarily be a great fit because he's like a 340-pound bully, and I don't know <laughs> if he would move well enough for what they want from their guards. Mm -hmm. um, maybe Jamari Sawyer, the Georgia yeah. left tackle as a guard. I, I, I like Jamari what, too. What, what about uh, Cole Strange from Chattanooga? I love Cole Strange. Yes. I have him as a third round guy. Yeah. But I, mean. I watched him play against Kentucky and Kentucky has NFL players on that yeah. team. And Cole Strange kind of kicked their butt. Mm. Oh yeah, like I, I, here's the thing. Like the thing about like Cole Strange, he was like projected to be like within the one forty to one fifty mark. Now he, we're talking about he could be going in the late second round. Now that's like how much he's projected right now, like yeah. from some from some mock drafts that's been yeah. going out. He's good. He's a good player. He's um, I have him as a third round guy just because there is still an element of he played at Chattanooga. 
There you but go. I mean, he looks like he moves well enough. He looks yeah. like he's got a mean streak and he's strong enough. And he was all right at the senior bowl and he played an SEC team in Kentucky and didn't look out of place at all. So yeah, I think that's a I think that's an NFL starter. Yeah, I, 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 I'm down for the same reason. I, I know they say not to, um, sorry, let me move my phone, um, uh, to draft a logo, if you like. But when you look at it, you go, well, what's, what is Cole Strange's biggest issue? And you said it, it's Chattanooga. <laughs> I, it's, it's just, it's so much, like that's part of the draft though, right? Like yeah, exactly. you don't, you can't dismiss a guy because he played at a small school. Exactly. But, but, there's, an, but there's an element of, i I want to get the best players mm-hmm. and I don't want to miss. And so yeah. if I want it to be as little risk as possible, well then I want a guy who put up good tape at Georgia. Mm-hmm. He played the best teams in the country. I can watch him play the best teams in the country and I can feel really good about who he is. I can turn on Cole Strange's tape and feel really good about who he is, but some of the guys he's blocking are us. And yeah, so- exactly. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's true. So you're, just, you're not quite <laughs> as confident in your, in your uh, evaluation. See, see, this is what I love about like so when you bring these type of players to like so the senior bowl, you actually get a really good grasp. But looking at them and chatting, it's strange, strange was one of them. And when you look at previous years, there was Twine Miners who played for Wisconsin Whitewater, there was Alex Kappa who played for a uh, Humboldt. Like the list can go on of all Ali these Marpet. There Ali you Marpet. go, Ali yeah, like. And I won, but and 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 he's just recently retired. Jeez, which that was a surprise. But, um, anyway, but but you get the point, though. It's like it doesn't matter what type of school, but if you can do the job and prove it, you know what? Go at the senior bowl, get your name out there, get your name in the hat. The stock start, stock start to rise up. Yeah, and the senior bowl is fine, but when you go through his um, combine, he smashed the combine too. And we're talking cold strangers still. Um, 503 and a 40, which is insanely fast for his size. A 120 broad jump, which is just again insane. A 744 in the three cone, which I think is faster than DK Metcalf. Uh, and 31 <laughs> on the bench press. Well, DK Metcalf is still running his three cone, I think. That, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's done yet. I, 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 I wrote a piece once when, when I was working for all 32 about DK Metcalf and they were, and it was my one, my one liner on the bottom was uh, there are warships that are turning circles around them. Yes. I think with DK, it, when you're filling out like a little sheet of all his times next to three cone, I would just put yes. Like he did finish. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, like that. I like that. Um, but yeah, in terms of day two, I mean, I know like the the the, the offensive line double dipping, if you like, back to back is an extreme option. It is a possibility, like you say, you know, you run through some ideas and some plans, and suddenly you think oh, it's not such a bad idea because it immediately, you know, it immediately solves the biggest problem in the roster. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah. I know we was talking a little bit like about linebacker. I think linebacker and wide receiver, which fits in nicely with the Sky Moore narrative, I think that's more the place, I don't know about you, where that's the more ideal place to take those sort of players. Yeah, I, and I think it's a really good year for linebackers too. What yes. The only thing I wonder is because, as we already said, I think there's a chance that the team is looking at it like, yeah, we're good. Like we don't really need a linebacker. We need a, maybe a guy to put on the roster, but we don't need a guy in the early rounds that's going to come take playing time from Jabril Cox and J. Ron Curse and maybe even Leighton Vanderesh. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know how high it is on their priority list, 
but I do think it's a really good group of linebackers in this year's draft and in the second and third round Yeah, where you can, you can find guys. And if you can find the right guy, it just means that Micah Parsons gets to go rush the quarterback more. Oh, yeah. And I'm yeah. here for that. Let's go chase quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. And he has said as well, um, Stephen and Jerry this week. That, uh, no, sorry. It was Mike McCarthy. Uh, Cause we wrote about it that um, he's turned around and said, look, I'm an offensive guy. I'm telling you now, if you put, because um, this is something all of us over here have been screaming, don't stick him to one position. I know a lot of people like that stability, the foundation it gives you. But like Mike McCarthy said, if I, I'm an offensive guy, if you're putting Mike in one place, I know where to block him. Move him around, creates a nightmare. He's come out and said that. Um, yeah. I think, because I think Micah is, and this is a weird thing to say about in the NFL where it's like some of the best athletes and it's all the best football players on the planet. Like Tyreek Hill makes premier athletes look like they're terrible athletes. Yes. Like Micah Parsons in a world of the best athletes in the world, he might be one of one mm. that, that can do what mm. he can do where he can maybe be the best linebacker in the league and mm. he can maybe be the best pass rusher in the league. So I think it's just it depends what's the down and distance, what's the team we're playing. Uh, mm. I, I think that rushing the quarterback has so much value that no matter what, I want him to do that a good amount. But also, you you know, you play San Francisco. Who's the guy that was constantly from linebacker flying across the field in the playoffs to tackle Debo Samuel or um, – off season now, so I've already forgotten. Was it Elijah yeah. Mitchell? Who was the damn running back? Um, but whatever, it's like it's Micah Parsons that's making all yeah. those plays. Yeah, all, and, off, all off the ball rather than yeah, and they're not gonna give you San Francisco's not gonna give you as many opportunities to sack the quarterback anyway, because they want to run the ball. Mm -hmm. So if you're gonna yeah. really devote a lot of assets and game plan to protecting oh, your quarterback, gonna... then I'll just break your game plan in a different way. I'll go over there and do it. I'm sorry, it's really bugging me that I can't remember the San Francisco running back. It was. It, 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 I don't have to find out. Elijah Mitchell or something like that. Is it Elijah Mitchell or am Elijah... I the wrong name? Uh, which one? Because they went through like four last yeah. year because they all kept they... getting hurt. And I forgot which one it was by the end of the year. Uh... <laughs> so. I've just well while we're trying to remember the San Francisco running back uh, because this is the 49ers podcast as well, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Screw <laughs> them anyway. Um, so where where were uh, it's Elijah Mitchell? We're good. All right. Oh, okay. So, yeah, well, well, I was going to say where I was doing that. I was I thinking put, of somebody else then. I, I did put a wee tweet out to say get some couple of draft questions and get uh, to bring some through. So one coming uh, in through just now is where do you see Stanley going in the draft and what range of picks? Mm, I think he's at the top 10 now. You think so? Yeah. I think that um, it's Mike Tannenbaum's fault that this got started because he's a former NFL general manager and he did a mock draft where he was like, what I would do for each team. And he let Stingley make it to the Cowboys. And so the Cowboys <laughs> got Stingley at 24. Uh, uh, and I don't think it's likely. No. But I also don't think it's impossible. I. It, it'll be it's, – it's unlikely, but it, it's not impossible. I think that he's a top-five talent, but I would not be surprised if he went somewhere in the late teens. Mm -hmm. It's just hard to figure out. So Sauce Gardner at Cincinnati, yep. 
should be the first corner off the board. But mm-hmm. after that, it's just hard to find a guy that you would pick before Stingley, even if you have some doubts about Stingley. Because when mm-hmm. you put their tape next to each other, you're going to be like, oh, well, Stingley's better. And so like, you're going to have questions about, okay, but when you weren't winning a national championship and when things weren't going well and you weren't playing in games, what was that about? Are you a guy that gets hurt a lot or are you a guy that loses interest if things aren't going well? And you had to figure out what all that means. Uh, and those questions could get him down towards number 20, but I'd be very surprised if he made it to 24. Yeah. I mean, cause yeah. the issue with Stingley is obviously we haven't seen him since like, what when, when was it is, October was when he went out. But when you look at it, freshman year, you're like, oh, yeah, that's a first-round player. Then you go into sophomore year and you go, oh, okay. And then you go into his last year and you're like, well, what do I do with that? So you're not – you've seen a downward spiral of his game and you're seeing less game as well. Because I, I think – I can't remember off the top of my head. I think from his sophomore year in the two years, he's only played like 10 games. Yeah, I think it's something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He played a full so, season, and then I think he played, what, like four or five and four or five, something like that. Something like that, yeah. And you just like, well, how can you, when you've got guys who have not just lung production, but you're also seeing that, that trend going the other way, that they, each year they progressively get better. So you've got one guy going down who's injured and one guy... Uh, and you know, I'm I'm talking. <laughs> I say you know one guy. I'm talking more specifically about Trent Duffy, where you've seen him going up the ladder. You know, and that's yeah. why for me, I've got Stingley lower than Duffy. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, and I, I think. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was I was just going to say. I think this year. I mean, obviously, free agency's been weird with all the trades that we're seeing this year. And then yeah. the draft, you know, normally the draft, you have a fairly good idea, certainly, of where most people are going. But, you know, we're, we're seeing some really bad numbers off people. Kyle Hamilton, who many had as the second pick, maybe, um, you know, he obviously had a really bad time um, at his pro day recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys were discussing it on Tuesday night on the draft show. Does that affect him? Is he a J. Ron Curse type safety, or can he can he play the center field as a free safety? If if you agree with the time that he posted at the combine, or if you agree with the time that he posted at his pro day, um, you know things that people are going up and down this draft, and there is no consensus. As- well, we've, we've lost Lorne again. Well, I think <laughs> I think I think that's really interesting because I think that is what's weird about this year's draft class is that there are positions that are always going to go early if there's good players, quarterback, oh, yeah. pass rusher, offensive tackle, and so you can be pretty confident that Aiden Hutchinson mm-hmm. and Kayvon Thibodeau and Trayvon Walker, like they're going to go pretty fast. Oh yeah. I think Ahmad Gardner is going to go pretty fast. Yes. Um, and then Icky, Iquanu, Evan Neal, Charles Cross, Trevor Penning, offensive tackles, they're going to go pretty fast. Mm-hmm. When you get outside of those guys, it's, I don't know. Like I'm seeing your guys' rankings going across the bottom. Roger McCreary, short guy, short arms. Is he going to go 26th or is he going to go 46th yeah. Eric Stingley is he going to go 6th or is he going to go 21st yeah. um, Trent McDuffie incredible tape I love Trent McDuffie yep small 
mm-hmm. short arms. Yeah. So some teams are just going to be like, yeah, not really for us. Is Trent Mc- McDuffie going to go 12th? Or is Trent McDuffie going to be available to start the second round? Man, it's just, it's a, it's a really weird year. Uh, and I think it's a really fun year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and oh, lo and behold, it's the, the first year as well of the NIL. Uh, of the uh, NIL. So, like, you get NIL, you get a, 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 a group of five team make it to the playoffs and a draft where there is no consensus. Yeah, and there's probably uh, – this is from, I believe, Will McClay told – was it Broadus? He told somebody where it was like um, – he said, normally we'll have 140, 150 guys yeah. that we think are draftable. Mm-hmm. And this year it's more like 230, 240. Super seniors. Because you had the COVID years and you have mm. sixth year guys and you just, yeah. like, you have basically yeah. a whole extra class in there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be really fun. I'm interested to see if that means that there will be more guys on the third day that become real life NFL players because yeah, you just yeah. got a bigger pool. Well, kind of goes back to what we were thinking because we were thinking like back last year we thought how the hell is Jabril Cox still there in the fourth round mm. like surely someone would have picked him up but little behold we managed to get him but which is great but the one thing I'm kind of like interested is how other teams are going to deal with, with players actually now when their stock's completely falling off the grid for example and unfortunately it's one of our compatriots is David Ojabo Mm. Um, so obviously he's now out the question, like being a first round or maybe second round, maybe even like someone will pick him up some point because he is still a raw talent. But how does that affect all the other teams? And that actually might influence us in our decision making. It's just really, it really is a lottery when it comes to the draft right now. And if you wanted a, if you wanted a defensive end, I think the Ojabo thing hurt the Cowboys because yes. the guy that. I would have hoped could have made it to 24 is George Karloftis because an NFL team probably would have taken Mm. Ojabo before Karloftis, but now that obviously won't happen. I think Ojabo will probably go somewhere around the middle of the second round to the early third round. Yeah. And so now there's maybe four defensive ends that'll go before Karloftis instead of five and, Will five defensive ends go in the first 23 picks? I think so. Yeah, because you've got like Jermaine Johnson. His his stock's now increased because the need now is now yeah. in more demand. So it's like one person goes in, one person goes up. It's like it's so it's now up. if you want to take a pass rusher, you're maybe looking at like Arnold Ebicati or mm-hmm. uh Boye Mafe. Yes. And I don't and I don't want to do that at 24. <laughs> No, see, like see, see, that's that's the, like the we were just talking about that before we went live, right? And and Mike was saying, I really like to talk about Biomai, and I was like, at, at 24, I just don't think it's right. It's like if we trade down yeah. maybe a couple of spots, I'll feel more comfortable about it, get something more compensation, get more picks down the line. And like you said there, Jeff, like McClay's got over like 200 odd players like, in his repertoire who we can draft within this year pretty much so it's like makes more sense uh, i've got mafe over kyle Aftis. oh up. you son of a oh no you sir you do not do that i do <laughs> i do well and that's I, uh, but that's also I, the fun of the draft right because they're very different 
Like when people were trying yeah. to pretend that George Karloftis ran a 6.83 cone drill, <laughs> yeah. I told people, I was like, look, if that's either coming from a school or an agent or something, because I've seen him work out in person before the draft. I, I was where they were training and I hadn't seen his tape yet. And I was just looking at him and I was like, I thought this guy was supposed to be a first round player. <laughs> and like, they're not wearing pads. They're just doing workout stuff. And I was like, he didn't move great. Yeah. And then I go home and I watch his tape and I was like, he's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, like, <laughs> but, but I knew that in a training environment, there was no chance in hell. He was going to run under seven seconds on a three cone. No. Boy, a Mafe can. Now, George Karloftis is also useful if you're going to run at him. Yes. Boye Mafe is not. Mm-hmm. And so it's just that's that's kind of a, a flavor thing where it's like, are you looking for a guy that you think potentially could be the double-digit sack guy? Or yeah. are you looking for the guy the stop that you're more comfortable with? Mm. And I'm more comfortable with Karloftis. I would say one thing. I think with Karloftis, he fits the Cowboys scheme better than Mafe. For definite, I can yeah, see Mafe Mafe would be a, a four. Yeah, I mean, Mafe could play right defensive end for them or do some of yeah. the things. But here's the other thing it goes like the Kyle Hamilton thing, where I'm like, look, he's a good prospect. Yeah. And he's somebody's going well, to somebody's gonna pick him in the first 15 or 20 picks. Yeah. It wouldn't be this team because maybe he is a souped up version, mm. but the way he plays is J. Ron Curse. It is. That's, and my, so, that's my comp for him. <laughs> yeah. And so that's the way he plays. So, like, is he a, quote, better athlete? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, of course. his jumping and, like, um, so his explosiveness is better than J. Ron Curse's. Yes. But at the same time, he plays the same way. Mm-hmm. He would fill the same role. Yeah. And so I'm kind of like, yeah, all right. Somebody's going to pick him, and I hope he's really good. Uh, with Mafe, I'm not sure if he would be more of a right defensive end, or is he – what Micah Parsons is on third and eight where it's just the guy who's kind of the fourth or fifth rusher who stands up and is just going to get the quarterback. Uh, yeah. And I like, I have that with uh, Nick Benito at OU too. Oh, oh, they, damn they, it. They, that was the other guy we wanted to talk about. Okay. Because I love, <laughs> I love Nick Benito. I yeah. love him. Yeah. But yeah. I've, watched OU foot, I've watched OU football forever. That's my adopted team. Ooh. And it seems like every year they've got these small pass rushers that are really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Now, I think Benito is better than those guys that they've had in past years. I think that yeah. his first step, his quickness, his ability to just run around people is really, really good. And that's going to play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Is he going to play on first and second down? I don't think so as a rookie. Yeah, he's a designated pass rusher as a rookie. Yeah, or are you going to try to stand him up anytime that you have three linebackers on the field and have him play some line? I don't know. Um, but I'll take Nick Benito at 56 and figure it out. I've, yeah. I've, got an, I've got an interesting question now we're talking about defensive ends and stuff like that and I got criticised online about my views on pro, pro day talk about this certain player and just watching game footage of him is uh, Sam Williams I think he's good right I do think he's good but I do have my questions about him but where would you see if he was available like do you think if at 56 take him or third round would like where, where would you yeah. see him i would say like at 88 that. their third round pick mm-hmm. is where i would want yeah. to pick him and maybe cuz he also has some background stuff that mm-hmm. people are going to have to work through and figure out if they're comfortable with him but if you're yeah. ju- go- just going on tape then i think sam williams fits into the range of now mike's going to hate this um, my edge guys 
I have Hutchinson, Thibodeau, Walker, Karloftis, Johnson, and then my second and into the third round guys, Ebicady, Benito, Ojabo, Inigbare at South Carolina. Yeah. And then then Williams and Mafe. Where, because I'm just, I'm a little scared of Mafe because I don't know about him against the run. And he wasn't hyper. He wasn't as productive in college as you would think he would be based on the athlete he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the range where if there were no questions about Williams, then I would say mid back half of the second round. Yeah. But but if you say number 56, then I have to stop you and say, okay, but would you take Sam Williams or Ed Ingram? Sam Williams or Jalen Tolbert at wide receiver? Oh, Sam- yeah. And so when you yeah. start doing it that way, I'm like, okay, so I wouldn't pick him at 56. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, it was like, there was, well, I don't want to go into details, but I was just basically kind of picking out a couple of things. I thought, mm, he's like, his get off kind of seemed a little bit too slow. Straight line speed was phenomenal, but in terms of slight direction, I felt it just kind of seemed a bit on the slow side of the lateral speed was a wee bit slow. And the way it, is like when he was getting off, like from his stance, he was too upright. If he's going up against a, a, a all pro lineman, they'll pancake him, like regardless. So yeah. that's what I was kind of saying on online. And and, and a lot of people, when they were talking about that, they were bringing up his statistics. And statistically, Sam Williams is really, really good. Stats are phenomenal. You don't draft off stats. And like I said to the guy, is that you got to remember it's old mess and it's old misses. Defensive, it's that slanting defense, so it really, really helps. And, and this slanting towards him, and and this kind of goes back to a point here is like, like Hutchison's got great stats, but but why he's top 10 pick? Well, it's got the physicality, it's got the attributes, the, all these attributes that make him a top 10 pick. But there's yeah. players like further down the line, maybe in the sixth and seventh round, they might have sacks in the t- uh, up in the t- in the tens. But why are they a seventh round pick? Well, there's reasons why. It's maybe because of level competition. Their attributes are not so good. There's so many factors, and that's why I was kind of like justifying that. So, 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 so. But no, it's uh, a. But anyway, but I I really think. uh, I don't know where I'm going with this anymore. I really don't. Keep going. You're almost there. Go on. But that's no. But I think that's great because I think that's a lesson to a lot of people about the draft. The draft is about traits, not about stats. You're. Uh, so Sam Williams had what, like 12 sacks and George Karloff has had like, George Karloff has had like four and a half. Yeah. George Karloff is a better pass rusher than Sam Williams. The end. Uh, He's he's more, he's more, more disruptive. I would say like, yeah. And and a few years ago, Florida state had a defensive tackle that had 18 sacks, I think in a season. And so early on in the draft thing, the draft process, I watched him and I was like, Oh no, that's a day three or an undrafted guy. And people get so mad. They're like, he had 18 sacks at Florida State. And I'm like, well, yeah, he just ran like around some bad athletes. Like, what you're looking for is how. Yeah. How did you do what you did? Yeah. Not how many of these did you do? Because 12 sacks in college equals zero in the NFL, depending on yeah. how yeah. you got them. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah. it's a whole different game. I'd rather have George Karloftis, who I'm watching ping pong, uh, get the left tackle off me. All right, get the guard yeah. off me. Throw the running back to the ground. Like, those things are translating. Just being the guy who ended up tackling the quarterback, it doesn't translate unless you tell me how. Yeah, yeah. I just worry about Carl Aftis variance. You know, it's the variance that scares me. That it's very 
not one trick pony, but there's not as much variation with him as there is Mafe. That's why I've got them. Them flip. Yeah, but and there's and that's the pass. That's also just kind of I think the pass rusher thing where there's like two completely different style of things yeah, in the NFL yeah, yeah. now. Where Hutchinson, Thibodeau, and Walker, like they're all the yeah, I can kind of do it all. I'm a good athlete. I can overpower you. I can run around you, and I was productive. Mm. Then you get down to like Carl Loftus and Jermaine Johnson are the guys that I trust with their strength and their power, uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that they're good enough pass rushers. And then you go Ebicady and Bonito and Mafe and those guys. You're like, I mean, that dude can out athlete you. And it's yeah. just, it's just a matter of like which flavor you like and what order you like them in. I just, I, I, I really like Karloftis. Really like <laughs> yeah, but the, there it is. Like, I think it's just like the conversation you can have just about pass rushes from the top two. That when you go beyond that you go into a discussion and this is just typical of this year's NFL. There is no consensus really with you have maybe a top two or top three of each position. And then after that, it because you ask most people, you go, what are the top four wide receivers in the NFL? And you'll get the same names, maybe slightly jumbled up. Then you go wide receiver five and beyond and you get a whole different list of names. Yeah. Is Amari uh, Cooper number nine or number 20? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> And yeah. even even the the defensive ends in this draft, because I'm looking at your guys's rankings for the defensive ends as they roll by. Updating. What's that? It needs updating. That mine. Okay, but like it Trayvon Walker being somebody's sixth defensive end, I don't I think you're crazy. I don't. Yep. I like. We now live in a world where after his athletic testing went really really well, and our buddy Dane Brugler was high on him all along. But mm. Trayvon Walker has gone from yeah probably a first round player to maybe the number one overall pick Could and be. i just it, it and it's what makes this so much fun and so hard to get right is yeah. trayvon walker on tape as a pass rusher there's not much there no there's not he also didn't get to line up outside the tackles nope. he also didn't get to kind of unleash as a pass rusher so you're kind of guessing yeah and a lot of projection I, I, if, if you showed me back to back Kayvon Thibodeau and then Trayvon Walker. There's not a human alive that's going to be like, give me Trayvon Walker. Not one. Yeah. <laughs> and yet now yeah. somehow everybody prefers Trayvon Walker. And maybe it's, I don't know, there's stuff out there about it's Thibodeau. The Georgia thing. Football, it's the Georgia Whatever. Yeah, but yeah. You turn on the tape and you tell me that that tackle has to stop that dude from getting to the quarterback. I'll take Thibodeau over Walker 10 times out of 10. Mm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because with Walker, there is a lot of projection because he's on that Georgia defense. So there is that, and I agree. And there is the comments Thibodeau has made. Um, we was talking about this a couple of weeks ago. What a way to try and kill your draft stock, mind you. With <laughs> just trying to get to the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. Um, but go on. Sorry, I know one of you guys were about to talk before I interrupted. Sorry. Yeah, I was trying to. Say, I was trying to say, should we get some a uh, couple of questions from the chat? Hit it. All right. Go so. On, go for it. Our boy uh, J Tuck uh, asks, uh, "What's your thoughts on Logan Hall out of UH?" Where my one thing on him is, where do you think he plays in the NFL? Is he a big edge or is he a small defensive tackle three technique? And I've gone back mm -hmm. and forth. I'm, I ended up putting him as a three technique as a defensive tackle, and I've got him like right in the mix after. Jordan Davis, Devontae Wyatt, 
Travis Jones at UConn. Then I get to Logan Hall as like a middle of the second round. Well, it, it depends. Do you want me to guess where he's going to be drafted? Because if I'm going to guess where he's going to be drafted, I would say 25 to 35. Where I would pick him is more 40 to 60. But yeah, I mean, he's a he's a fun player. I think most of his best tape is playing inside. And he's good, and he's got a lot of potential. Uh, I got him as a second round guy. Right. So I'll I'll, I'll bring up two. I'll bring up two more, two hey, more questions. I've got a, a question on Twitter. Is and I knew this was going to come. Is from Josh Wendy. Is uh, which SMU receiver would you draft? Oh, he's cheating. I can tell you tomorrow. <laughs> Find out tomorrow. I've watched, watched hundred and eight guys. And I'm going to try to do about 50 more, but I have not seen the SMU wide receivers yet. Um, I do like Reggie Robinson. Reggie Robinson. Is yeah, great. I like Reggie. I like I Reggie like as well. And uh, what we've got one from our good friend Marcus is where oh. do we have? Yes, our good friend Marcus. Yeah, where do we have? Tra- tra- where do we have Travis Jones in your rankings? I wouldn't be stunned if Travis Jones has a better NFL career than Jordan Davis. Um, come on then hit me with this one I haven't I don't have them ranked that way Travis Jones is my third defensive tackle but I think he is the underappreciated one because Jordan Davis tested so well mm-hmm. on tape I think Travis Jones is the more disruptive able to give you some pass rush mm-hmm. 330 some odd pound guy I think Travis Jones is really good, and I wouldn't be shocked if he snuck into the first round. If he makes it to 56, gimme, gimme, gimme. I I like Travis Jones a lot. You're not worried, though, that you, you – and you do see it a lot with Travis Jones with the pads being too high. I mean, you virtually see it like every other play. Yeah. Imagine how good he could be if you got him to stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is true. It's true. The, like the tape is not consistently dominant, but again, I guess I'm looking at the good tape and the how is this going to work? And with him, the answer is holy cow! He's got so much power. He's a good yeah. athlete for that size. He's able to actually win with quickness at 330 pounds. Mm-hmm. There's just there's just so many things there to like. Yeah. Um, it's like one of the things I, I, that I thought of when I was thinking of Travis Jones is he's also more of a uh, your y- y- one tech as well, and I think that's somewhere where the Cowboys does need if there's anyone on that defensive line because I think for three techs we're not too bad now, but the one tech we do need to get. Yes, and, and he it, would be a really fun one because when you can get the guys who play the one technique but also have some of those three technique traits, mm-hmm. that's good. If yeah. you have a run yeah. stuffer who can also kind of disrupt the pocket, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was trying to read something before. He had a like a crazy amount as well uh, of offers when it came to where he wanted to play. All right, he wanted to go to UConn. I'm not gonna uh I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bash the independent, but he did that in honor of Byron Jones, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, so there you go. And there's the link for the Cowboys. <laughs> <Done>. <laughs> you got any more questions, Paul? 
Uh, now one from JTalk here. Um, oh, yeah. it's, it's not necessarily draft related, but it's all to do with the trades. Is what pick can we make in the fifth? To, well, it is, it is draft related. Sorry, I do apologize. Um, what pick can we make in the fifth to make the Mario Cooper deal have listing? Oh, to make that pick be worth it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you have to start with the Cowboys traded oh, him I for. They traded him for very little because they didn't want him. You have to start there. So it's not like they were getting rid of him because they thought that with the pick they got, they were going to get a better player. They didn't want Amari Cooper. Um, man, what if the Amari Cooper pick turns into a kicker? <laughs> there we go. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you said Cowboys and you went cut, I was like, he's going to say it. He's saying what it. Like, traded Amari Cooper for a kicker. For a kicker. <laughs> I was thinking exactly that. You traded him for the LSU kicker. That's yeah. what you traded him. <laughs> or the Panther. Well, Isaiah from was it, is it San? What was San? What that punter from? It was in the draft where. Matt Areza? Uh, Isaiah, yeah, 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 that's the guy. Yeah, yeah. Punt God. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, and the, the Cowboys seem to like him because they spent some time talking to him. We have yeah, a punter. Yeah, bo- yeah, no, we got a punter, we brought but... anger back. We got an all-pro punter. I don't need yeah. Matarenza, although I love him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's funny that he was thinking the same thing. But there we go. Um, Any more for any more, Paul? Or uh, we we've got one from our good friend, Joe, from Italy. Oh. Uh, um, uh, Joe. Um, <laughs> would you think we will actually make a chance to move up the first round, depending mm. on what the board is, uh, if there's a player available? They go down. They go down. Oh, yeah. We're going to yeah. trade down. We don't go up. We don't do yeah. that. Trading up for a non-quarterback is silly. Um, but I am, okay, I would take that question and I would just ask you guys, if I said it is that it's going to happen, you're going yeah. to trade up in the first round, mm. for who? Exactly. That, exactly, yeah. That's my challenge when people ask that is, for who? It's like, I mean, well, here's the way I see us being at number 24. We're in a really good position where teams – Oh, sweet, no. sweet Paul. Oh. <laughs> it's gone into silent mode. He's I'll finish it for him. Yeah. When you're picking 24th, the beauty of it is you get to watch the other team screw up and figure it you out for you. Trade up to our spot. Oh. Yep. More than anything. Oh. Am I back? Sorry. Yeah, you're back <laughs> yeah. now. <laughs> you're just pulling some very random faces, mate, and coming in and out there. Uh, yeah, it's our Scottish internet connection. It can never be trusted. I know. I know. <laughs> it's the snow. It's the snow yeah. you guys yeah. got. Honestly, so just to give you a wee background, what's been happening in the past couple of days, Jeff, here in Scotland, it's like two days ago, scorching hot weather, first proper day we can actually take off our tops and walk about topless in Scotland. Two days later, snowing. Oh, hey, I've been meaning to ask because I'd started watching The Last Kingdom. Who should I be cheering for? The Saxons or the Danes or the Scots? or Celts, Celts, always the Celts. Okay, cheer for the Celts. Okay, yeah. that's my people. I am yeah. Irish. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay. Well, Irish, Irish was part of the Celts too. Yeah. yeah. You, you come to UK Cowboys to find out about the draft and about the UK history. <laughs> yes, yes, because I am, um, I am uh, very much an American, which means I know very little about geography or the world outside of America. So when I hear UK, I kind of just think England. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, there's more, right? There's more parts <laughs> in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I went to a concert once where, and I will not name the band that was playing, 
and they were playing in Wales, and they said, "We love you, London." <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 uh, Ameri- I, well, I, well, I will say it was an American band. It was. After a more sen- after a more sensible version of that, when when I went to America for the very first time. <laughs> Me and my mate Stephen, who's a professional racing driver, we went to, uh, let's just say, a, a gentleman's club. And I got a dance. And the first thing she said, so whereabouts from London are you from? And, and you don't ever say that to a Scotsman. <laughs> Never. That's like, telling, that's like telling a Canadian that, you know, they're American. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, it, so immediately, I, I, want, I, want my, I want my money back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to know which ones are countries and which ones are cities and what, come on now. Yeah. I, I can at least kind of do that. But uh, going back, yeah. though, to you coming to the UK, have you got a passport? Yeah. Oh, that's okay, then. Oh, yeah. There oh, we go. Yeah. There we go. There we go. The, we've got that bit out of the way. I'm uh, to coronavirus but... right now. <laughs> <laughs> there is a long list of people who have asked us to kidnap them to come over, but we do hope you come over. But because um, uh, we said, we, oh yeah, yeah, the, the the karate chops are coming back out for sure. I want to go. <laughs> I want to go just because Broadus and David Hellman have both told me that there's so many cowboy fans that wherever you go, they didn't have to buy a drink. Like mm-hmm. people recognize <laughs> the American cowboys media all over. And yep. you just get really drunk for free. There you go. Well, yep. well put it put it this way, uh, Jeff. Like, uh, I think I might actually briefly told you when I how I first met Shannon is we ended up drinking shots and he put me a uh, put a bet on me. It's like I bet I can out drink you and my up challenge accepted. Next thing we're doing <laughs> WWE Ric Flair's uh, chops across each other's chests and the security <laughs> and the security guards like, what are you doing? What are you doing? So we ended up getting thrown out. <laughs> Back off! It's mutual combat. Leave us alone. <laughs> And that was like that was the UK Cowboys fan bash too. Yeah, that was the night. It was where, event that we uh, put on. <laughs> yeah, Orlando uh, Kendrick was there. Danny yeah. Gray was there. Um, yeah. The name is goes on. Broadus was there. He had a great time. <laughs> Broadus yeah. was having a great time. Yeah. He told me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, we did say we'd have you for the hour, and obviously that hour is up, mate. Oh. So um, yeah, doesn't it go by very very quickly? Yeah, it goes so fast when you're talking about sports. Sports, sports go fast. <laughs> I think I have yeah. a phone call to make too. Oh yeah, I have to go. I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Um, well, just a very quick one though before you go. Um, Sky more. Sky more, obviously, <laughs> and you're doing your own show as well. Um, because obviously you're not a monofiger fan anymore. Where can people in the UK follow that? Uh, I just hang out on YouTube, just look up my name, Jeff Kavanaugh. Uh, I do some stuff, I'm writing for D Magazine here, and I'm about to start doing some stuff with The Athletic, the podcast with Dane Brugler and Lance Zerline. Nice, um, awesome. So, yeah, I'm just I'm a guy that's just around, just an unemployed guy living the dream. <laughs> And uh, the last question, and we'll let you go, mate, is uh, on draft day, we're doing a show for each day. We're live during the draft. If you're free, come and join us. That's not fair to ask me while we're live, because if I say no, I sound like a jerk. No, um, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> I mean, you really don't. You're free, you're free to say what you want. We'll see. I think on the first day, I'll be on Cowboys.com. Yeah. Day two and three, I have not decided yet. So maybe. Mm. Maybe. See, you could do cowboys.com. The next best is us. So come over to us for the next day. 
Well, no, the next yeah, message is my channel where I make money. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm with the third, yeah. <laughs> Hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'll get you doing your Jerry That was brilliant last year. Oh, let's go. Let's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, mate. Oh, well, we're gonna you, we'll let you go, Jeff. Thank you very much for joining us, mate. And we'll speak to you again. Have a great day, man. I love you. And you. We love See you again. too. Oh, and he's legend. gone, just like that. <laughs> and he's out of here. <laughs> yeah. uh, you had to, you had to throw me you had to throw me under the bus when he first came on didn't he <laughs> oh yeah it's gonna happen mate. i was waiting for it in fact i thought he's gonna do it he's gonna say it oh dear uh, but yes that is it for this week's draft show we will be back hopefully on tuesday i say hopefully because there's some other bits and pieces going on prospect project show um so join us on tuesday where we take a selection of players and dive deep into them um could be on the Cowboys radar. Maybe not. Who knows? They're just guys we like to talk about. So that is going to be uh, next week. Uh, obviously, next Thursday, we've got another special guest again. Because uh, that's what it's all about here. Always on a Thursday. Um, and then who wants to do tonight's paying the bill read? I will do it tonight. Go on, then. Uh, you can do it, sir. Okay, so guys, if you're planning going to a Dallas Cowboys game this season, be sure to go with that, uh, cowboysexperience.com for the ultimate meet and greet tailgate and game day package experience. And you get to meet former players like Drew Pearson, current Cowboy players like Zach Martin, Char uh, like the list goes on. Like, and likes of the staff at Cowboys Experience Day will treat you like absolute royalty. But to get full advantage of that experience, you can use the discount code at UK Cowboys. And guys, what do you get if you use the code? Free stuff! You get free stuff. And also, be sure to go and check out uh, Jeff Kavanagh's show, our special guest who just came onto the show tonight. Uh, and also, go and check out our amazing uh, fellow content creators. We just saw Jay Tuck coming on the show for Cowboys yeah. fans only. We just saw um, uh, Marcus there for Bluff City Cowboys, Cowboys Zone, Cowboys Show. And uh, yeah, the list goes on. 103 the fan. And um, and we're with JTAC next week, actually. Paul. That's right. Big shout out to JTAC. We're going to be joining his show uh, next week. So mm -hmm. uh, big Brewing shout out, my man. Spot. Yeah, Br and, and he awesome. is killing right now. He's now in, uh, doing Kansas radio, covering yeah. the the, uh, the basketball and stuff like mm -hmm. that, which I, is awesome. So big love to JTAC. Love, love it. seeing love it. it. Always love seeing people doing well. But that is it for this week. We will see you all after the weekend. So have a safe weekend. Have a good time and all that jazz. We'll see you Tuesday. Stay for the advert because it's all going to hype you up, baby. Peace!